الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على سيدنا ونبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم يسألونك عن الساعة أيان مرساها فيما أنت من ذكراها إلى ربك منتهاها إنما أنت منذر من يخشاها كأنهم يوم يرونها لم يلبثوا إلا عشية أو ضحاها صدق الله العظيم Firstly, dear respected brothers and sisters, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. May Allah Azza wa Jal bless us for the time that we are spending here. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has given us three different types of signs. And there are the signs that are gone and never to return again. That's category number one. For example, he said his own death is a sign of the last day. And there are signs that he said that happened in the time of Umar al-Khattab that happened in the time of Uthman they're gone and they will never come back again. That's the first category of signs. And even he's talked about, you know, uh, uh, the, the Constantinople taking over that. Um, he spoke about that and that has gone and so on. Now, <clears throat> Rasulullah gave us a second category of signs. They are the signs that are still minor, so these are all minor yet, so the first category they are minor also, the second category they are minor. Now these minor ones, the second category, they are the ones once they appear, they won't disappear. Once they appear, they won't disappear and they are going to increase. And they will increase in their, in, in, in their size and shape and so on, but you won't find them disappearing once they come. And the third category of the Prophet signs that is given us are those that are major signs. They start from the, the, the time that Imam Mahdi will come. to Imam Mahdi, uh, or we can call him Sayyiduna Mahdi, whatever you want to call him, he is, and may Allah bless him, say Amin. Amen. He is going to be the bridge between the minor signs and the major signs. So once Imam Mahdi appears, we know that now we are going to the major signs. So after Imam Mahdi, it's all major signs. So the major signs like Dajjal, uh, major sign like the sun coming up from the uh, west instead of the east and then you know disappearing, uh, going halfway, then going back down, disappearing. The Quran being lifted, the Kaaba being broken, the smoke that comes up, the uh, earthquakes that will happen, and many other signs which the Prophet Ya'juj, Ma'juj, and so on, Isa salam coming down, and so on. These are all major signs. Now, the major signs are approximately 10. Imam Mahdi is the bridge between the minor signs and the major signs. But as I said to you, the minor signs, the two of them, one that has appeared, has gone, and the others that will appear and they will continue to increase. Now, again, because of the shortage of time, I'm just going to go into a few of them. One of the ones I want to go into, and, and before I go into this, please, brothers, I know there are a lot, lot of young brothers that have turned up. They've seen signs of the last hour. Dajjal, brother, let's go down. Let's find out. Where is he now, right now? Yeah, they're on Dajjal. Right? They're getting all excited about Dajjal. Now, now the Sahaba عنهم, they used to talk about Dajjal, but they used to be fearful of Dajjal. 
not excited no one should get excited about the days of the Dajjal no one should get excited about the signs of the last hour because these are signs each sign that comes is telling us that the day of judgment is coming it's not something to be excited about second thing is even with the Dajjal and so on when the Sahaba said to the Prophet and he saw the fear on their faces he said what's wrong with you and they said that Messenger of Allah you've given us such news about Dajjal this is a hadith in Tirmidhi such news about Dajjal that we kind of feel he's going to be around the next bush or the next little you know, area he's going to come out and the Prophet then said in yakhruj wa ana fikum if Dajjal comes out and I am still amongst you then I am enough but if Dajjal comes out and I am not there then according to one narration every man for himself and according to another narration Isa والسلام, when he returns he's the one who takes out Dajjal now brother you're not Isa والسلام, okay so don't get excited all right you're not Jesus if you think you're Jesus you lost it Right? There are some people, there are loads of people today, they, they claim to be the Mahdi. Seriously, I don't know if you know. There, there's loads of people all across the world that claim to be Mahdi. In every country almost, there's a person, he comes up, you know, there's one guy in Enfield in uh, North London. I'm, I'm not making this up. He comes up to you and he says to you nice and he, he whispers in your ear, he says, Hey, don't tell anyone, I'm, I'm Imam Mahdi. And that's their story, okay? Next thing is, okay, he's Imam Mahdi, so what should you believe of him? He'll tell you, don't tell anyone. He said, I know, I know what's going to happen. And guess what? The guy's got followers. Seriously, the guy's got followers. He's got about 10 followers or something. MashaAllah. <laughs> but anyway, they, they will bring, you know, you'll always find people who just, you know, got nothing else to think about, but you know, this is the next superpower, so I better give my bayah to him, and he becomes Imam Mahdi. Now, there's plenty of them. There's going to be plenty of liars who even claim to prophethood and our Prophet has told us about them. 30 lies in total will come out and each of them will claim to be a prophet who has got wahi coming from the sky when he hasn't got a single thing coming from the sky to himself and he will say that I am the messenger unto you and so on. And many have come and some will still come. We don't know what the number is, but there are people like that. Now, what I want to say to you brothers is, if, you, if you're thinking about Dajjal, and of course, I don't want to get into this. This is, uh, uh, you know, Maulana's uh, part. But the simple thing is, Surah Kahf is the is the answer. Surah Kahf is the answer. And Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam taught us Surah Kahf. He's told us about Surah Kahf reading on a Friday. Now, if you haven't got time to read Surah Kahf on a Friday, then you read the first ten ayats of Surah Kahf. And if you haven't, and if you also got some more time, read the last 10 ayats as well. And if not, then just the last 10 ayats or just the first 10 ayats, that's in several ahadith that you should read that. Now that is our protection. I don't want to see Dajjal in my time. Because the thing is, when Dajjal comes out, there's going to be so many different difficulties. Mawlana will talk about it, that I don't want to look forward to it. Now we've got brothers these days who basically, look, there's a Dajjalic system and there's an actual Dajjal. The Dajjalic system, yes, you want to put your Illuminati, Biluminati, Tuliminati, yeah, to all of that and your Freemasons and it's all getting geared up and you got this sign and that sign and that sign and that sign and it all gets really excited about it. And the thing is, you can go on and put anything together, but how do you know? Is there anyone here, tell me this, 
anyone here in this whole gathering that has met Illuminati, tell me. Put your hand up. That's quite impressive, yeah? Not a single one of you has met Illuminati. Tell me, if, if, if I was to say this to a hundred thousand Muslims, do you think one Muslim would put his hand up? Probably not. Now the thing is, yes, they might exist and they probably do exist. So what? Iblis exists. Isn't Iblis a greater enemy of ours than Illuminati? Yes or no? Tell me, go on. Yes or no, go on, brothers. You're not convinced. Yes or no? Allah said about Iblis, Clear enemy. I should be more worried about Iblis than an invisible Illuminati. Now, okay, they might exist and they might, they might be doing things, you know, because I've said this in a few talks. And you watch, when this video goes up, there's going to be the curses that are going to come out. They're going to say, he don't know what he's talking about. He don't know what he's talking about. Illuminati going to get him, man. They're going to get him. Thing is, brother, you know, live your life. Live your life. You know, how, how, how much are you going to carry on thinking about these people who are going to spoil your life when you've never met them, you've only heard of them, you don't know properly of them, there's no proper evidence and so on. And the thing is, there's going to be the doomsday curses. Now, the thing is, people get, people, you know, <laughs> there's, some, there's some people amongst us who got nothing else to do but just to prophesize. They want to tell us that things are going to get worse. And you better, you better listen to me because I'm telling you, man, it's going to happen. So what happened is, we're in 2014 right now. Two years ago, there was the Olympics in, uh, in London, yeah? There was the Olympics, yes, guys? Yes. Right, okay. They're in the Olympics, basically that year, according to some shuyukh on the internet, 2012 is supposed to be the big year, the year of the Zion. Because you know the way 2012 was written on the Olympics, it was like, yeah man, they've written Zion on there, can you see that? You, you remember that guys? Are you with me, yes or no? Come on. Yes, yes. yes. so some shuyukh said that and that year there's going to be something major that's going to happen. And they said, that then they start putting all these films together. What on the earth have films got to do with this? So they show, I don't know, on these YouTube clips, V for Vendetta, and they'll show, you know, I mean, I, I'm just thinking, what on the earth? Some guy's got time to waste, man. It's like you go and watch these, watch these uh, YouTube clips about the, the, the signs of the last hour, and it's like some, you know, some part of the matrix or something. Neo, you got the red pill and the blue pill. I mean, what's Neo got to do with anyone down here? Right? But anyway, the thing is, they'll put the film together. Oh my God, Big Ben was blown up in this film. That's what's going to happen in the Olympics. They're going to blow the Big Ben up. And it was such a big hype. Ramadan was there. And guess what? They were sending these letters to the masjids. And the masjids were receiving these letters. You better watch out. You're in London. Olympics is going on. And guess what? They put a hadith to it, brother. Brother, forget that. They put a hadith to it. The hadith is what? When you will have... Now listen to this here, when you will have in Ramadan a Friday, a Friday in Ramadan and there's going to be an eclipse of the moon, then that's it. There's going to be a big explosion or something big and the hadith, you think wow, the guys pulled a hadith. So what happened is in my masjid, while I was in Tarabi in North London, the secretary got a letter and the secretary became very concerned. The masjid became concerned and they told me, what's this letter? Is there something? And they said that the, the explosion, according to the hadith, is going to happen on the Friday. So it's like Juma tomorrow, it's going to happen tomorrow. 
So I'm thinking, yallah, that's the night I actually went, went and I started look, looking at these channels here. Yeah? I said, what are these guys talking about? Let me go to YouTube, let me go and search. So I tell you one thing that I start seeing, and when you see these videos and clips and so on, and Illuminati and Freemason, this is happening, you think, ah, oh my God, I'm living all of this, it's all happening, yeah? Next day, I went to Juma, so I even forgot about it, but there was no explosion before Juma, and I thought, what happened to the explosion? So I went back on the internet and I started because they said there's going to be an explosion. They said the mid-Jummah 15th, when the 15th of Ramadan falls on the Jummah and there's this other sign, then this is going to happen. So anyway, I went on the internet the next night after Taraweeh. I thought, let me see what these guys are saying. So all these other guys are cursing them. How come you said there's going to be an explosion? There's no explosion. This and that. So anyway, I thought, what are they going to reply? So they're saying, look, 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 it's not this Friday. We've got the wrong Friday. It's next Friday. <laughs> So I thought, okay, yallah, next Friday, let's all get ready, yeah? There was one brother in London, honestly, he told me this, yeah? This brother, he said he wanted to, because of all of these clips, he wanted to put his family, stuff them in the van, and from London, he wanted to drive as fast as he could all the way to Scotland. Allahu Akbar. He wanted to get as far as he could because he thought the explosion was going to come. Anyway, next Friday came, there's no explosion. So I went back on the internet, I looked, looked at the blogs and so on, and I saw these guys, they're getting cursed like anything. They said, hey, 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 our sheikh's not wrong, yeah, our sheikh's not wrong. This is 2012, this is a big year, it's going to happen, yeah. But you know what, we got it wrong. Well, what did you get wrong? It's not the Summer Olympics, it's the Winter Olympics. Wow, brother, now we have to wait for winter to come. So we waited for winter. Guys, did you hear any explosion happen in 2012? London, Olympics time, Winter Olympics or Russia? Whatever. Did you hear that, yes or no? No. No. Alright, then you go on the internet again, you check these guys out. What they say, look, we're telling you it's gonna happen, you don't believe us, you don't think the Illuminati is not alive. <laughs> they start crying, you think, what's wrong with you, man? See, it's nice, like, you know, you, you're trying to pick on them, you know, we're telling you Freemason exists, you don't believe it. Anyway, cut a long story short. I want to tell my brothers and young brothers and sisters, yeah, you're worried about the Jal, you read Surah Kahaf. Forget all of these videos and so on, because nobody can predict when it's going to happen. The moment someone predicts, you better go up to him and say, even Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa never predicted. Rasulullah sallallahu gave us signs, that's what he said. He did say, when you see the, the Bedouins, they're going to build tall buildings and compete with one another. And you see that hadith, and you see the YouTube clips, and you look at Dubai, the Al-Burj, and you think, Ya Allah, I'm living the times, man. It's all happening. Brother, listen to me. When Rasulullah said they're going to build buildings and they're going to compete, these bedrooms are going to compete in the tallest building. Which and how many buildings was he talking about? Seriously. Ten years ago, Kuala Lumpur had the highest one. After that, you had some other one higher than that. Then you had the Al Burj. Burj Al Khalifa is nothing today. There's nothing. Then now it goes to like Saudis are building this, this monstrous one. Monstrous one. But maybe they're not the last ones. There'll be someone else who will come, come and compete with them. What will happen is, how do you know how many skyscrapers are going to be created across the world? How do you know how many? Because don't forget, the second set of signs which Rasulullah talked about are those signs which appear and they increase.
So that means once you see people competing with one another in building the tallest building, what then happens is there's a rush going across the world. Many countries will join this competition and you don't know when it will come to that building when they build the last skyscraper that you will start seeing the major signs appear. We could be 20 years away. 50 years away, 100 years away, we could be 500 years away till the job. We could be a thousand years away. We could be 10 years away, 15 years away. Nobody knows. The thing is, we just got to get on with our lives. The most important thing is, I want my brothers and sisters to understand. If you're on these clips and you're watching them, you're wasting valuable time. The valuable time is when Rasulullah told us about these signs, you know what he wanted us to do? He wanted us to be prompting our good actions. That was the whole point. Qiyamah is coming. Day of judgment is coming. You know, like get on with it. Are you waiting for the last hour? Get on with it. Rasulullah said what? Badiru bil amali sab'a. Be quick to do your actions and beat seven things that are coming. One of seven calamities may hit you. Are you waiting for poverty that will make you forget Allah? Are you waiting for a rich, rich state that will make you exceed the limits? You got so much money, you're exceeding the limits of, of Allah Azza wa Are you waiting for an illness that is going to cripple you? Are you waiting for old age that is going to leave you with, you know, with, with age where you can't even remember things? Are you waiting? for a death that is going to come and suddenly strike you and take you away and prepare you for the next life are you waiting for the jal to come because it's the worst of the evil awaited things that are to happen Rasulullah in this hadith is saying you waiting for the jal it's one of the worst most evil of awaited things that are about to happen are we or are you waiting for the last day because the last hour is something which is bitter and something which is very catastrophous so what are you waiting for? Meaning, get on. Get on and be quick to do your actions. That's the whole point of telling us about the Day of Judgment and about the signs of the Day of Judgment. My brother, my sister, if you're sitting there watching clip after clip and your Iman in Illuminati is going up, brother. Yeah? Your Iman in Freemason is there. Yeah, man, they got the coins, man. And you know what these, these scholars do? They put this sign and that sign to this thing and that. You know when they go to that level? I'm telling you straight up, yeah? Forget it, brother. You're being brainwashed. Sister, you're being brainwashed. Because you don't know if, it, if these signs are true. Because it's the Shaykh signs. It's not Rasulullah's signs anymore. You can't go wrong with Prophet's signs. If he said, when you see these buildings coming up or when you see this, when you see that, then you should know that the hour is coming up. These are signs you should, should say, okay, I've got my Iman in this. But when a Shaykh takes a Hadith and he puts a further sign to it and says, you know what, this means that, you know, this means the currency is this and the currency that and there's going to be a, a whole thing about, you know, the dollar and then the pound and then the shekels or something else that's going to rule. Listen, listen, that's fine. Yeah, the Sheikh has the right to say that. I'm not dissing the Sheikh. The Sheikh has the right to say that. But you need to understand, my brother, you need to understand, my sister, that only person who can never be wrong is who? Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. 
once people predict things once people say this sign and that sign it's their own thoughts they may be right they may be wrong you got no guarantee the only person you got guarantee with is the prophet وسلم, so don't ever forget that and what did the prophet say is a get on with it get on with your actions so now my brothers and sisters what is happening right now with with all of this first is i want you to switch these things off iman should go up in allah Iman should go up in Allah, and that's what our Iman is now. Why are we reading Surah Kahf? Have you ever thought about that? Why are we reading about Surah Kahf? Why did Rasulullah tell us the Jal's gonna come and I'm supposed to read Surah Kahf? Why? Simple thing. You look in Surah Kahf, you will find seven boys run away from a time of what? You think about what, what kind of time were they in? And let me give you the scenario of this because it, it's going to hit home. These seven boys were living in a time where a king, an emperor, claimed this is after Isa ibn Maryam and before Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. After Isa alayhi sallam, before Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa These boys were living in a time where, you know this big brother and everybody's watching you and the camera's watching you, they had hundreds and thousands of people of the king who were watching every move of every person around in the town place. You couldn't say anything, do anything before this, this, you know, your statement was taken straight to the king and the king summoned you in front of him and said, did you really say this? You're finished. So what happened that nobody could say anything because Big Brother was watching. You think Big Brother today's satellites? Well, they were living that time with humans watching them, listen to them. Every corner of the marketplace had a spy of the king and the, and the king himself claimed to be God. He said he's God. He wanted people to worship him. So seven boys. They were brave. They had nothing, absolutely nothing. No money, no power, nothing. They stood up in the marketplace and they thought, you know what, this is wrong. All people have accepted this is wrong. So they stood up. And they stood up in the marketplace. They quietened the marketplace down and they said, our Lord is Allah, the only one and only Lord Allah. They said, La ilaha illallah. Now, of course, this was the time after Isa salam, so the most likely Christians or other faiths, doesn't matter, they were Muahidin, they were people of Tawheed. When they said that and they were brave enough, people just looked at them and thought, what on earth are they saying? Because it was a time of brainwashing people. The news went straight away to the king. The king called the seven boys together in front of, in front of him. And he said to them, he said, did you not say this? They said, no, yes. He said, so you don't believe me as a god? And they're like, what are they gonna do now? They're in front of the king. The king can kill you. He's got that power. Instantly, no one's gonna question him. That's the power he's got. So as the king's eating his food, one of the boys sees that a fly has has landed onto the morsel of food that the king was going to eat. And the king threw that morsel of food away. He took another morsel of food, and the same fly came and sat on it. He threw that away as well in anger. So the boy thought to himself, how on earth can this guy be God when he can't even save his food from a fly? Serious. He can't even save his food from a fly and he wants to claim that he's God. So they, they increased in Iman. Allah increased the Iman. 
So the king said, I give you, I give you a little bit of time, you come back and you better tell me that you believe that I'm God, otherwise you are finished. So the boys get out of the king's palace, they say, let's run. They got nowhere to go. No hukuma, no government, no law. No one's gonna save them. If they were gonna go to another empire maybe, but there's no way they're gonna make it out alive. So what do they do? They run. They run, they run, they run, they run, they run. And where are they gonna go? Um, they think, well, you know, now, now the soldiers are, soldiers are on their backs because the soldiers knew that these boys are gonna, you know, they're going to hide somewhere. So there's run now. Suddenly, in the midst of all of that, a dog, a dog comes behind them. Now, they don't want this dog. They're trying to chase this dog away. But the dog won't go away. Now, this is Allah's hikmah. A dog out of all creatures is coming through the hukm of Allah to save them. So they, they run, they see a cave, they say, let's just get inside, let's hide. So when they get inside the cave, and they now, you know, they think, you know, like, let's get inside here. The sun's basically coming partly into the cave. They say, look, it's, it's a bit warm in here, let's quickly rest here. Let's rest, let's, let's, we'll, we'll, we'll think about what to do later on, let's rest. So they basically go to sleep. Now they're going to sleep, and then they wake up, and they ask each other, they say, okay, hey, listen, listen, how long have we been sleeping, how long, how long? A day, no, 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 half a day. Forget that. Look, I'm hungry. Are you hungry? Yeah, I'm hungry. Yeah, take these coins. Yeah, take this, take this. Um, quickly go to the marketplace. Don't show who you are. Yeah, go quickly down there to the marketplace. Buy something. Bring us some food. And the, between that, what happened is, you know what the dog was doing? The dog they wanted to chase away. That dog went to the mouth of the cave, put his arms out, wide eyes open. It slept with them. Anyone, any soldier, anyone who came past, past, they saw that dog, they said, Yalla re baba zani na kita huyur baba. Ye kutta hai liwur baba. Pata nahi ya kutta maat daalega. You look at that dog, you think that dog's gonna eat your life. Imagine, wide eyes open. Just watching. Anyone going past. Nobody came near the cave because of the dog. Anyway, they got out. Uh, one of them got out, went to the marketplace, and when he showed his coins, when he went trying to buy something, he was covering himself, buy something, they start talking about his coins. Now he's getting worried, he's getting worried, what, what, what on earth are they looking at my coins for? Just give me what I want. They said, where do you get these coins from? He said, well, you know, I had in my pocket. Pocket? They're ancient. What do you mean they're ancient? 300 years Allah made them sleep. Allahu Akbar. And according to the lunar calendar, 309 years according to the lunar calendar. Now, Imagine what? Allahu Akbar. Seven boys got nothing. Big brothers watching them. Everything's against them. The king's going to kill them if he, if he gets, gets hold of them again. They're saying, La ilaha illallah. Allah takes them to a cave. And when they go to a cave, you subhanallah, you think of it. Allah says, If they slept on the ground and if they didn't move their bodies, then what would happen? They'd become stiff. They'll wake up. They'll be in a coma, my brother. Allah didn't want them to do that. So Allah says, I move their limbs right and left for 300 years, Allahu Akbar. Allah says that, He says, The sun, Allah made it come sometimes from the right, sometimes from the left. He gave enough heat inside that they wouldn't get too cold, they wouldn't get too hot. Allah made it just right temperature for 300 years. The food they ate the previous day, Allah made the digestion slow so much that it took 300 years to go from the, from the top of the belly to the bottom of the belly. Allah. You think about the ni'mah Allah gave this. And guess what? 
They, they said the king's dead. The same king that tried to kill you is dead. He's gone. He's nothing. What is he? The man who claimed he was God is six foot down. We buried him 300 years ago. And they said, whoa, la ilaha illallah. That's in our Quran. That's in Surah Kaab. Why do you read that, brother? You know, you're eliminating, brother. <laughs> you know, eliminating. The old Illuminati is gonna nutty gonna die nutty. You know, you're not nutty, yeah, yeah, but I gotta stalk like dude, you gotta understand, you know. Some brothers don't understand. They're all gonna die, Freemasons are gonna die. The old, even if they exist, they're all gonna die. Who's gonna be alive? Allah says, All of these creation, I'm gonna get rid of all of them. My brother, Muslims will be here for an, until the Day of Judgment. You know what? Allah has even said through the mouth of our Prophet that if all the enemies of the whole of the world want to get rid of Muslims, they can't do it. Do you know that? Rasulullah once he went to Masjid Al-Istijabah in Medina, he made a dua. He made a dua. One of the duas he said, and this is a beautiful dua, yeah? He said, Oh Allah, I make a dua to you. One of the duas he made, he said, I make, make it happen that one enemy will never be able to overpower my whole ummah at one go. And that was accepted. He made a dua that we would not die of a plague. That was accepted. He made a dua that we would not fight each other. That wasn't accepted. Allahu Akbar, brother. You know what I'm saying, like, yeah? The one fighting each other and like, said, so basically, yeah, I kill you, you kill me. Yeah, that basically is going to carry on happening. Not that I should kill you, you should kill me. Not that, yeah, please, brother, take it easy, yeah? But basically, us fighting each other, it shouldn't happen, but it's going on. May Allah Azza wa Jal unite the Ummah, say, Amin. But you know the enemy? The enemy can't get rid of us. And if, you know, just look at the hadith here. If Rasulullah said this, and you think about it, if Illuminati secret society and the Freemasons were one organization, they've got every government under their hand. All your credit cards, everything has satellites on you. I've got a satellite on your garage and your back door. When you come out your back door, I don't know what time you're leaving. If it was the case that one group of people have got the whole world's government under them, would this hadith be true, yes or no? It can't be because one enemy cannot take over the whole ummah, occupy the whole ummah one go. We'll have different enemies coming at different times and playing around with us, yes, but one enemy can't do it. So that's another dalila. Perhaps they're not as powerful as some of these people say they are. But anyway, what my, my, my main point of this was is that Rasulullah has made it clear to us that, you know what, only Allah will get rid of the Muslims from the world. How? There's a wind that's going to come and when the wind comes, it's going to find every believer. When the believer inhales the wind, when the believer inhales it, he will just drop and he will be dead there and then. All the believers of the world, Allah will decide the day he takes the mu'mineen of the earth. So what we should think about is what? We should think about Allah has given us so much subhanallah. We don't need to worry about them. Yes, we need to get our own act together and then Allah Azza wa Jal will make a big difference. So I'm going back to that hadith about building the tallest buildings and so on. This is all gonna happen. My brother Rasulullah said about zina becoming rife. And yes, zina is rife today. It's everywhere, but it's gonna get worse. It's of the second category. 
it's of the second category, meaning that it appears, it gets worse, it gets worse, it gets worse, it gets worse. Khamar, drinking alcohol, it's going to happen to the extent Rasulullah said, from my ummah there will be people who will say that drinking alcohol is halal. And in one hadith he said, They'll say this is not the same name that was there yesterday. This has already happened. There's a group of so-called scholars for dollars. <coughs> what are they called? <laughs> scholars for dollars. You got some good shuyuk and you got some scholars for dollars. You know, you got so many different types of sheikhs. You got the sheikh who's the old sheikh with the old with the white beard. You got the sheikh who's the sheikh of money, he's got no knowledge. You got the sheikh of knowledge, and then you got the milkshake, and you've also got the you know the sun. They've got the fake shake. Right? You got all these other types of shakes. So these scholars for dollars is one in Egypt, and he started this movement that you know what in the Prophet sallallahu time, the, uh, the 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 wine they made was pressed from grapes, and today we don't press from grapes the different fruits or different types so therefore it's not the same one. Oh, we, we got cider today they press the apples so it's different see it's different it's called cider it's not called the same thing in the Prophet's time so they've, they've said it's supposed to be halal same intoxicants they're trying to make it halal there are the group of scholars for dollars again they're saying that riba interest is halal they gave it a different name they said it's not interest they said they just said it's not riba they say it's called fa'ida, fa'ida, benefit, benefit, yada. We're benefiting from the money, they call it benefit. And they say it's all halal. And there will be these groups of people that will come across. In fact, the Prophet has told us that ittakhadha nasu juhala. People will take the ignorant ones as their leaders. Ru'usan, they will take them as their leaders. In fact, Prophet told us about the fitan that will happen. That one after the other, they'll come out and we can see it happening in front of our eyes. But the thing is, they will increase by, by day and by night, they will increase. Brothers, don't be worried about all of this happening. The main thing is what? The main thing that I as a believer need to understand, only Allah will take us away from this earth. Now, get to the main point. The main point is, brothers, why are all these signs of the last hour said? They're said to us for us to become not only aware but to get our behinds off our chairs and to do something. Now there's a big question that people have and I'm going to answer that. I've got about five minutes left and after that inshallah Shaykh will continue. So the big question is will we have another reigning of the Ummah that will come ala minhajin nabuwa according to how Rasulullah wanted these people to rule according to Sayyidina Abu Bakr as-Siddiq and Umar and Uthman Ali radiyallahu anhum ajma'in will we see another time when this kind of reigning on the ummah will come back and the answer is we cannot say for absolutely with absolute clarity but there are hadith that suggest that it will come back. So basically, before Imam Mahdi, there is a very big possibility 
that we will have the whole of this system of Muslims being in power and governing themselves in a good way not in the way where it's like you know come over here you know let me look at you uh, are you one of are you Muslim like me if you're not kaput you know kill them not not that kind of stuff not the kind of fitness stuff. and plus plus brothers I have to tell you this here some brothers get excited by hearing and again please if I'm not here to say something against you you can believe what you want brother please and don't get up here and start you know you know challenging me with with what I'm gonna say next please listen carefully listen carefully have sabr and listen carefully some brothers get excited when they see the black flag the thing is do you know there are a hadith to say when the black flags come then yes these are the people Allah will give Nusra and help to. But there's a hadith to say, when those black flags come, you should sit down and not do anything. There are sahih a hadith on those levels. Now, how do you know which black flag he's talking about? And there's going to be many people, there's been many people in the history of Islam. So many black flags came and so many black flags will come. Brothers, please, just because you saw the flag and it's in the hadith, don't get up and think you're getting excited. And people don't understand that you've got to be, you've got to look deep into the hadith, take all the hadith and understand it from a, from a wide perspective, not by looking at one single hadith. So anyway, I'm going to quote this to you, which is, uh, and this is a, a, a good Sahih Hadith narrated by Ahmad. It's been regarded by Iraqi to be Sahih uh, from his uh, chain. Bazar, Tayalisi, both have narrated this. Tabrani has, has narrated part of it. Haytham, Haythami, uh, Imam Haythami has said this is something which is, uh, you know, all the men here of this narration are, are men that you can trust. So Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam talked about in this, in this Hadith from Hudayfa radiallahu anhu. He said that he radiallahu said, Prophet said that Takunu Nubuwa Fikum Masha Allahu and Takun. Prophethood will remain amongst you as long as Allah wants it to remain. Then Allah will lift away this from you when he wants to. That basically, I will be gone, I'll be finished. Prophet was saying about himself. Then you will have a reigning on the earth. People will rule after me on the earth. Like Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiq and Umar and Uthman Ali on the earth. As according to how I would have ruled. And then Allah will make that happen as long as it will. And then He will lift that up. And then He will bring out Mulkan Aadhan. He'll bring out bitter kings. Now Aadhan means one's biting another. Meaning that one king when he comes into power, he wants to knock another king out. And then Rasulullah said that will carry on until Allah wills. And Allah will then lift that up. Thumma takunu mulkan Then there will be kings that will come that will rule by the might and the force. Allahu Alam, maybe this is talking about the dictatorship period that we have had. Allahu Alam. And again, I'm saying Allahu Alam because I'm not here to predict for you when and how things are going to happen. Then Prophet says that will continue as long as Allah wills. And then after that, Allah will lift that up. And then Allah will bring back the Khilafah, or He'll bring back the reigning on the earth according to how Prophet would have done it. There's another hadith again from Abu Dawood. And this hadith is with a good chain where Prophet has talked about 
um, uh, the the you know and, and again look what happens is this hadith talks about a group of people who are having a dispute about who should become the next person to rule and from them these are people in sham or the greater uh, you know Syria of yesterday not today the sham is was really uh, you know he had parts of Palestine parts of Jordan parts of um, you know he had uh, parts of Iraq in it as well now he says that there will be people who will dispute about who the next leader should be then from amongst them a man will run away Hariban ila Makkah he will run away a person who actually belongs from the people of Medina he will be there and he was one of the candidates but he will run away and he will go all the way to Makkah and people will go and find him from the people of Makkah and they will take him out he would not want to become the next leader but they will make him the next leader between the Rukn and the Maqam between you know in, the, in front of the Kaaba between the Rukn and the Maqam they will make him the next person to lead now this hadith again it's a good chain if it is what it is it means that we will see another reigning on the earth according to what Rasulullah wanted before we have the days of Dajjal come and before we have the days uh, of that come now who is this person this person could be Imam Mahdi who's mentioned in this hadith of Abu Dawood uh, that I've just mentioned but brothers I'm gonna summarize my talk right now uh, and I'm going to say to you now I could have said you know many more of the signs but Sheikh is here and he's going to speak to us inshallah uh, the thing is brothers there are many signs that are around us what I what we need at this moment is we need we need ourselves to be people who will study the ahadith on a large broad scale don't take one hadith or a few ahadith and think that that's it that's all that needs to be done and most importantly we need to get on with our actions before time time runs out jazakumullahu khair wa akhir da'wana and alhamdulillahi rabbil are you tired of all these annoying ads on youtube are you worried that a haram video might pop up well the One Islam TV app is here to solve these problems, inshallah. The One Islam TV app is 100% free of any ads and is safe to browse for your peace of mind. Watch or listen to lectures and lessons while you work, rest, or drive with your device switched off. Watch videos on demand or download videos and watch offline. Watch hundreds of high-quality produced Islamic reminders, Quran learning videos, stories of the prophets, and so much more. Two to four new videos uploaded daily, inshallah. One Islam TV is 100% run and owned by Muslims, which means a small amount you pay for your subscription is a sadaqa jariya, continuous charity for you as we use the funds raised to continue producing more beneficial videos and reminders. Inshallah. The One Islam TV app is now available on Apple devices, Apple TV, Android devices, Android TV, Amazon Fire TV, and Roku. So you can watch on most devices and smart TVs. Download now for a free 7-day trial. May Allah reward you for supporting our work.